Welcome to Microgrid Knowledge, where we provide news and analysis about microgrid development and trends. This is Lisa Cohn with microgridknowledge.com. Our guest today is Darren Hamill, co-founder and chief strategy officer for Princeton Power Systems, and he's here to talk about California, the drought, and microgrids. Be sure to pick up our free newsletter at www.microgridknowledge.com to get an early jump on prospects and trends from some of the most experienced reporters in the business. That's www.microgridknowledge.com. Hi, Darren. Thanks for joining me. Hi, thank you. Good to be here. So tell me a little bit about the drought in California and how solar and storage and microgrids might be able to provide solutions. Sure. Well, it, it's pretty simple. So many of the large centralized power plants, in particular uh, nuclear, natural gas, and, and other kinds of fuels, they actually consume a lot of water for cooling cycles, typically. Mm -hmm. And uh, distributed technologies, sort of by nature, uh, they're not even allowed to use water or, or they don't have water hookups. So they, they tend to not be consumers of water since they're, they're generally located on a roof or maybe on a field um, at a home or a business near where the power is used. So no water connection, no water usage ultimately just results in a... Uh, uh, some minor amount of, of helping out the drought in California. Hmm. Um, when you say a minor amount, you mean just by, it seems like it would be a lot more than minor if, if you were able to eliminate um, those, those water sucking uh, power plants. Yeah. And you know, every little bit counts. The, uh, the drought obviously has a lot of different factors and, and other things that would need to be done to help. But uh, yeah, in terms of power usage, it, they actually are pretty big consumers of water. And, um, y you know, there, there's really no water usage for distributed technology. So the relative change is, is pretty great. And actually, even some of the, um, before the drought, you know, the kind of recent news about the drought, uh, some of the changes in how California permits power plants and, and encourages microgrids and encourages storage actually were developed um, in response to water usage from those power plants. So it's kind of a known issue, um, but now that the drought is, is even more in people's minds, uh, it's definitely one of the solutions. You know, I didn't realize that um, those new and very aggressive um, rules about um, storage in California were the result of uh, concerns about the drought. So you're saying they're a direct concern about um, a, a, a direct response to concerns about the drought in California. Yeah, and water usage, you know, as a, a broad topic, if you look at most uh, large power plants, they tend to be located near water sources, mm -hmm. uh, and then they can use that water for cooling. And it, it's both using the water, you know, typically it's, it's taken out of the ocean or, you know, brackish water, but um, so it, it's both using the water, but also heating the water and discharging that warm water back into, uh, you know, into the ocean or sometimes protected areas and kind of the effects that has on the environment. So it's it's both the consumption but also the other environmental effects of kind of water usage in general is something that, that the state of California, you know, the, the population and the regulators have known about and have been trying to address for some time. Hmm. Um, now, aren't there other ways, though? I mean, by adding solar that can respond to immediate um, power demand, 
um, during certain times of the day. Solar plus storage, um, doesn't that also help because it provides air conditioning? Well, so air conditioning is is a really big contributor to the peak load. So mm-hmm. a power generation source like solar that, that typically will be generating uh, when it's hottest out, when the sun is out, um, can counteract that air conditioning use almost one for one. Uh, and then with the addition of storage, or even just storage by itself, that's another way to kind of counteract uh, peak power usage. So yeah, in terms of conservation of, of energy of electricity uh, solar is is a very good way to, to do that and then storage just gives you the flexibility um, to really even better manage your resources you know no matter what your energy source mm-hmm. um, now so with the drought do we see any new markets um, does it lead to new markets for microgrids? And I think the answer is microgrids, solar, and storage. Um, it, it seems to uh, to me that that's what you're saying, but if you could talk a little bit more. Yeah, sure. So for better or worse, you know, California has has been sort of a hotbed of, of microgrids uh, already. And, and a lot of it's just awareness of resources and, and people – having a stake and wanting to better manage those resources. But, you know, early adoption happened largely with uh, military bases and another kind of secure infrastructure. But definitely the shift now is going towards businesses, commercial and, uh, and industrial, and in some cases even homes. Uh, and absolutely solar and storage, I agree, I think is the right solution, distributed solar and storage. Uh, and California, I think, is... It, it sort of remains a hotbed, but it it may accelerate the growth and the interest in that solution for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm wondering, you don't just work in the U.S., you work in Africa and India, and I'm wondering if lack of water plays a role in your projects in those countries as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, access to water is a, a huge issue in a lot of developing countries and you know the stories are some people spend literally their entire day walking to a water source and walking back there are you know whole whole chunks of the population that are, that are kind of devoted just to accessing water especially clean water is really difficult um, and these also tend to be the same places or, or some of the same places that don't have access to electricity so if you had electricity you could maybe put a pump, dig down into the ground, and there's usually water not too far down. Mm -hmm. Uh, So distributed solar with batteries and and with pumps tends to be a a really good solution for bringing water and electricity uh, to remote areas. Uh, And that applies largely in in Africa and and developing nations, but also in the Caribbean where they're surrounded by water. it's expensive to desalinate. It requires a lot of energy. So um, reducing the dependency on, on fuel, on our diesel fuel tends to be a big thing in the Caribbean. And obviously there's really good solar resources. So yeah, water use is, is a big issue um, in a lot of the other places that we're doing work as well. Mm-hmm. Now, are there, is there any way that, um, the drought and water issues would um, hurt the microgrid solar and storage market? Uh, 
to some extent, you know, manufacturing processes may rely on, on water usage. Um, and to the extent those components are, are made in California or places where maybe the, the cost of water is very high or, um, you know, they don't have access to keep those plants running. It's, it's a little bit conceptual, though, because, you know, frankly, I think the cost of water being high for industrial processes is a good thing because we want to conserve water. Right. Uh, and right. so most of the manufacturing, you know, for solar panels, batteries, um, is not very water intensive. Um, and it, it, you know, it occurs in a lot of other places that, that may not have access issues to water. Uh, so, you know, I'm trying to think of, of a way that it would sort of directly negatively impact uh, the microgrid market, and, and I really can't see it. You know, I think there's just going to be more demand for these distributed solutions, especially as people are looking for ways to conserve water. You know, there are creative ways to do that with microgrid. Now, do you, I'm curious, do you see in other parts of the country the possibility that we'll see the kind of regulations we're seeing in California? Um specifically to deal with water, and, and I mean, you know, encouraging storage? Um, yes, absolutely. I, I think absolutely. I think it's California, in this case, is a little bit ahead of the curve, uh, and lots of other states are sort of known for watching what happens in California and trying to take the, uh, the good parts, but leave the, the not-so-good parts sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, we're definitely seeing the trend uh, in New York with the REV proceeding, uh, in Texas where they've announced that they're, they're looking into storage in a big way, uh, in New Jersey with resiliency, and, and some other regions. I think um, it's happening today, and it's going to start accelerating, but definitely within the next year or two, I think there will be some really favorable uh, regulations that come out in support of storage and, and distributed microgrids. Hmm. Um, and do you think they'll address specifically microgrids? I think what, what people would like to do is, is create sort of a regulatory framework that enables a whole host of new technologies, microgrids being one of those. Um, and so they may not specifically call microgrids out, but but they also may. I think they will call storage out because it's, it's such a, a linchpin for a lot of um, sort of distributed technologies. So I think there's going to be some specifics around uh, incentivizing storage or requiring storage. There's already obviously a lot going on with solar. Um, what's going to be interesting is how do we combine those two? You know, if we look at regulations that talk about both solar and storage, in sort of the same sentence or the same paragraph, that that essentially is a microgrid. You know, whether they whether we use that term or not, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they they talk about those um, in the same category or if you know they're kind of in two different places in these regulations. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Alrighty. Well, this has been really interesting, and um, I've enjoyed speaking with you. Great, and me too. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye bye now. Bye. Be sure to pick up our free newsletter at www.microgridknowledge.com to get an early jump on prospects and trends from some of the most experienced reporters in the business. That's www.microgridknowledge.com.